Welcome to the Appalachian Baptist Network. We seek to equip, encourage, and engage pastors and church leaders in the Appalachian region. We focus on having conversations on church revitalization in the mountains and beyond. Your hosts are Matthew Jacobs, Brent Snyder, Jacob Gwynn, and Travis Tyler. Welcome back to the Appalachian Baptist Network, and today I have two special guests with me here today, and that is Jacob and Caleb, and they're here to talk to us about a company that may be helpful for you, pastor or deacon or church leader, as you're listening to our podcast today. So, Jacob and Caleb, thank you for being with me today. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Uh, why don't you just start with telling us uh, a little bit about your company here and what you do and how you try to help uh, churches. Uh, give us some back. Sure. So our company is Aegis Web Design. Our main focus when we started this company was to help churches during COVID-19. So back about four months ago, I met with Jacob and we were kind of bouncing back ideas my brother was actually talking to me the day earlier about saying that I need to help churches out and kind of make their websites because at the time I went to school at Northeast State and I just graduated and I was doing web development. So he kind of put that idea in my brain and then I met with Jacob the day after and um, I hit him with that idea and he said he thought it was a great idea and that we should really do this because it would help the church out greatly during COVID-19 because a lot of churches have been shut down. A lot of churches don't have an online platform for giving and donations, no live streams, and it's really hard to get in touch with a lot of these churches. So that's kind of how we got started, and that's our main mission and focus um, during this time. Uh, you brought up a term a minute ago that was interesting, and that was online platform. And what is an online platform for those who are not familiar with that language? So what we mean by online platform is a place where people can actually go on the internet, on the web, and find your business or church. So we want these churches to have a place where people can go to watch live stream sermons, where they can give online, where they can check out your social media pages, events that you all are having. Uh, we want it to reach a wider array of people because a lot of the churches that we found on Google I don't have either emails that we can get in contact with them. They don't have a website. They barely have a phone number on there. We, the first thing that people look for in this day and age is a website. Regardless of what it is, really, even if it's a small business, a church, a, a large organization, usually those organizations have websites because they want to reach as many people as possible. And we feel that this will help grow the church tremendously because a lot of churches have uh, older members and they don't know how to do this stuff. So we want to come in and kind of assist them and help them out and give them an online footprint. What would you say to those that might push push back and say, we don't really want to invest on a website. We really feel like it's on social media is where people are. I think we just need a, a presence in social media only, and we don't really need the website. What would you say to a comment like that? I would say the first place that most people look for whenever they're trying to find a church in their area is they will look up, you know, Baptist church or free will church or any type of church that they're looking for, and... Um, they'll go to your website before they go to your Facebook or your social media because not everyone has social media, especially the older generation. So I think that, uh, you know, your website should be your, your front door. So let's talk about that. Church has front door, back door. We'll just be real more clear about what that is. And back door, I think, is when people leave. Front door is primarily how they're going to come into the church. Now, uh, I've been in ministry since uh, 2001, so uh, that's been a minute, I guess. But uh, 
and I have seen the front door of the church change. When I first got into ministry, I felt like the front door was literally the front door. People would enter in and come to the service. But I think you're talking about a different kind of front door, right? Mm -hmm. What do you mean when you say, now this is the new front door for the church? So really what I mean by the front door is we we live in the digital age and and in the century that we're in now. And um, more people are on their phones than they are out just talking with other people these days. Even if you go out in public, you'll see, I mean, you'll see countless people on their phones, but they're they're normally either shopping or online just searching for the new thing. So what I mean by that is like your front door, especially with your website, is you'll be able to feature kind of what what you guys are about, what you teach, Everything about your church, that's the first place that they'll see you before they even come to your church. Because the first thing people do when they're looking for a new church is they go online to search for that. So I think that would be the the best place to start. That's what I would mean by the front door. I think that's a very good point. And we see in Jesus' ministry, he goes where the people are. And so we want to have an engagement at where people are. And where we're pointing to here is online. And having a, would it be fair to say that a website, is a website more for people that are looking for a church or for the people in the church, in your opinion? Well, I'll tell you what, I think that the website can benefit both people that are looking for a new church and people that are already in the church. And what I mean by that is, let's cover the first topic of people that are just looking for a new church. So let's say I'm a new person, I'm looking for a church. The first thing I'm going to do is probably pop up Google, type in Baptist Church near me or Presbyterian or whatever kind of belief or denomination that you follow. And I can take a look at their website and see their statements of faith, their church covenants, like events that they do, what kind of programs they have. And that's really beneficial for me as a new person looking for a church because I can see what all they offer. And that gets me really interested in kind of going there besides just actually going through the front door of the church and trying to discover that yourself, especially with COVID-19. A lot of people don't want to go out and talk to people, shake people's hands. Uh, So that's huge. Now, people that are in the church, it's very beneficial because they can see live stream sermons. They can um, see all the events that are being planned. They can participate in those events. They can donate from their home. Uh, They can socialize with people in the church community. There's also applications that the church can download that helps them connect with other people in the church and have prayer. And I just think that's really beneficial for both parties. Very good points. All right, let me ask you this then. Tell me what all exactly you guys do. I know you said you did the online platform, but I think we were talking before we started here about online giving. Now, some people are, you know, a little leery, maybe not trusting online giving. And one of the biggest questions that I guess I hear as a pastor is, Pastor, is this safe? And is all of this donation truly going to the church? So uh, when it comes to our online giving, We've already worked with one church in the past, and we did their online giving for them. So when it comes to security, we make sure and we test that constantly to make sure that everything's secure, that all the donations are going directly to the church. So a lot of churches these days use Tithely, which takes about like 3% of the donations. Uh, We actually use Stripe, so that takes 2% of the donations in online giving. So it's a little bit less, and it's um, the same security system that Tithely uses when it comes to that. So... 
people in the congregation don't have to worry because it is secure and it is a safe donation. We always make sure that each website is secure and all the donations are secure. We test that before we uh, roll that out. Talk to us more about live streaming. Everyone was sort of thrust into live streaming with COVID-19. Why is this critical? Again, I think one of you brought up that people can see. Is the mentality now you think, I want to see you before you let me see, before I let you see me? Do you think that's where a lot of people are now? Um, I really think that uh, as far as live streaming goes, you know, this is the first time that the church has been shut down globally. Um, And I think that uh, a lot of people, especially now with COVID-19, I think they would just feel a lot more comfortable. Some of them, not everyone, but a lot of people are moving towards online because they are a little more comfortable with watching it versus getting out with everybody else. Just just in the off chance that they could get sick or something. And then event planning. You also mentioned that, I think, either already or whenever we were on there. What, what do you mean by event planning, and what, what does that look like for you guys? So when it comes to that on the website, we want to make sure that there's a display or a section on there that shows what you guys are doing, you know, to keep everyone engaged um, in the congregation and newcomers to show uh, what kind of events that you guys have. So we have event planning systems in there where you guys can update it. And, well, really, we do the updating for you. We, we take care of that stuff for you. We don't want to have the church to have to deal with that um, because Tithely does that, but they usually give you the website, and then you have to kind of put those events on there, and you kind of have to update yourself, whereas we do that stuff for you. So all those events, all you have to do is send us anything new that you guys are doing. We put that up there, and the congregation will know, and any newcomers will know. Now, what about as far as um, other com- other forms of communication? Is there any other forms other than just primarily the website that you would recommend to a church during this season of COVID nineteen? Yeah, I would. I would definitely recommend that the church has at least a social media um, of any ki- of any kind, really, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just something that you know the younger and the older generation can kind of uh, get onto. Well, let me let me ask you this there because I know I've got some listeners that may not know. Which platforms for the older and which ones for the younger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would probably say Facebook is going to be more your older, 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 older generation, and then the uh, Twitter and Instagram is going to be for the younger generation. Um, now, I, I can say that we also do integrate the website in with your social media, so we can make those links go back and forth, and your website and your social media will kind of be linked together. All right. Um, how do you guys feel about uh, weekly emails or trying to stay in touch digitally that way with the congregation? you feel that's effective and helpful for a congregation in a time like this? Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, we have also, we're, we're trying to get in built into these websites like a subscription service so mm-hmm. people can have like a subscribed email service so that way they can constantly get emails and updates from the church because a lot of people still use email. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we, you know, fill to that niche market too. Do you, do you feel like email may be going away, or at least it's in the how it's used? Like, do you feel like it's uh, more just for business, or because I think when email first came out, it was used for a wide range of of communication, including a lot of personal communication. But mm-hmm. are we seeing a shift in how people view email? I mean, also, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think the majority of the time that I'm sending an email, I know from personal experience, has been for business purposes. Usually I don't send very many personal emails. Usually when I do personal stuff, it's through Facebook or Messenger or, I mean, Facebook Messenger or just messaging from my phone number or Twitter or Instagram. 
Yeah. So I think I think you're right on that. It's kind of there's a shift towards just using social media to kind of interact with people and stuff like email and older format. But businesses still use email, so we want to make sure that we we still work on that stuff and offer those services. Yeah, it just seems that it, there with so many platforms of communication. I know as a pastor, I feel overwhelmed, and it's almost <laughs> like I need somebody to translate on a totem pole. All right, you know which which. Which form of communication do I use for urgent and important? Which one do I use for just mm-hmm. important but not urgent? And which <laughs> ones do I use if it's urgent but it's not really that important? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I feel you on that one. Okay, guys. Um, I'm going to have your contact information here in the show notes for us here in a little bit. But uh, I think you both have agreed the best way to contact you is going to be through Caleb's cell phone number, right? Yeah, definitely. And uh, if like anyone wants to give me a call, we're usually free any time of the week. Um, and also go ahead and check out our website. It's at agiswebdesign.com. Uh, you can check out our pricing. You can check out different services we offer on there. Uh, you you guys were telling me there was something to the name, right? Did we cover that already? Tell us about the name. We no, covered. we didn't. Oh, yeah, we didn't hit that. Yeah. So, Aegis is actually... Uh, the definition of Aegis means the protection, backing, or support of a particular person or organization. And uh, in classical art mythology, um, normally it represented like a shield. So it was uh, it's just protection, security. Um, that's really what we want to focus on as far as um, you know our, our actual name. I like it. You know, when I was looking at the name of it, I used to play this video game on my PC years ago called... Uh, something of ages and you built your empire stuff and ages was a <laughs> was a cheat code in it that you could use to get a bunch of uh, soldiers and stuff anyway but uh, so yeah so there you go it's in their name protection these guys can help you out I, I think that it would be i would recommend them particularly for anyone who is just starting out they, they don't have anything currently built right you're starting from the ground up you guys are probably if they're going to call you some things what are some things that would be helpful if they already had when they sit down and have a conversation about moving forward with the website, like a vision statement, mission statement, what are some things that would be helpful for you to have from them? So definitely one of the first things that we want uh, from churches is we want your statements of faith. If you've got those, we want your church covenants so we can put that on there and display that on there. Uh, we want to know how many pages or how big of the project you think it's going to be or how many pages you would like you know, on the website. Just think about stuff like that and think about... Start thinking about the content, like your mission statements, your vision, your what you believe, what you want to say about you, like in the about page. Um, and then probably we're going to help you with the services you can use when it comes to live stream and the donation services. We'll help you get that kind of started. On the live streaming, um, that's really a two-prong issue because you have the software side, which you guys are going to help with. Yes. But there's a hardware side too, right? I mean, they've got to have the camera. They've mm-hmm. got to have it hooked into the sound. Do you actually do that part as well and help them set that up? Yeah, we, we can help them set that up, uh, whether that's you know on their phone, wh- whatever they kind of want to put money into. So if they want to get a camera, we can kind of give advice to help them find whichever camera they need to get. If they want to use their phone, they can use that. If they want to use YouTube or another service or platform to uh, you know, put that sermon on there, we can help them figure all of that out. And also when it comes to stuff like that, uh, we're wanting to get into that a lot with cinematography and help them with their um, uh, videography too and pictures and all that. But we do have resources. We do have connections with people. So if we're not able to complete that job, we can find someone that can do it. 
because we have a lot of people that we know that can do stuff like that. Okay, great. Excellent. Well, that's that's very helpful. I'm going to give you the phone number here on the web page or on the uh, podcast here and then also in the show notes. Uh, Caleb's phone number, 423-552-5256. That number again, 423-552-5256. That's a lot of five twos there. I know. It's, it seems like a fake. <laughs> I promise it's not a fake. It's number. real, I though. I promise. That's the year my dad was born, was 52. So that was easy, <laughs> easy for me to remember. Guys, is there anything else before we close out here that uh, I didn't ask you that uh, you wish I had asked you or something you'd like to cover before we, before we sign off? I think you pretty much got it all. Um, you know, we're really just out trying to form relationships with churches, with uh, their members, pastors. We want to meet a lot of people around the area. We've got some awesome services that we really think will help. Um, you know, this, is, this isn't for us. This is really for the church. This is for God. This is for the glory of God, you know. So that's really what our mission is. All right. Well, for all you guys, we got a lot of guys that listen that are bivocational. I think you guys would be more than happy to come alongside those Bible guys who are hard-pressed between time of their church and their job and their family and help them get that off the ground, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So if you're listening and you need these platforms, you're not there yet, you don't have those points to connect with, uh, give these guys a call. Jacob and Caleb will give you, a, give you a hand where you need it here to help you reach more people for Christ and help you make disciples as Christ commanded in the Great Commission. Guys, thank you for being with me here today. Maybe I'll have you back on here and maybe after COVID here, and you can give us some instruction on how we live in a post-COVID world in the digital age. <laughs> yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Thanks again, guys. You have been listening to the Appalachian Baptist Network. Thanks for joining us. If you have a question or comment for our host, please send an email to Appalachian Baptist Network at gmail.com or send us a voice message on our Anchor website page at anchor.fm slash Appalachian dash Baptist dash network. Join us again next Monday.